How long do I have to wait to get paid? You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Your voiceover demos are your number one marketing tool, and you need to display them on your website in a way that works on any device or browser. VoiceSam is the player producers love. Plus, it offers tools that can improve your email signature, quickly create a one-page website, and much more. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and get three months of the bass player for the price of one. That's voicesam.com slash markscott for full details and to sign up. The Veopreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original Everyday Veopreneur. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Everyday Veopreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, the original Everyday Veopreneur, ready to dive into another episode that is designed to give you actionable, practical advice that you can apply immediately to your voiceover business. And this week, we are going to be talking about invoicing and more specifically about how long you should be waiting to get paid. But before we dive into this week's episode, I want to remind you that you can listen to every episode of the podcast by heading over to vopreneur.com. Every episode is available there in the archives. There are 85, 86 of them that are up there in the archives now. So make sure you check that out at vopreneur.com. I also want to let you know that I have a number of different coaching resources that I offer, both free and premium ones. And you can find out everything about those by heading to markscottcoaching.com. That is markscottcoaching.com. So this week, I want to talk about getting paid. And I have done an episode on this topic in the past. It's called how to get paid on time every time. And that is episode 46 of the podcast. So I would encourage you if you've got questions about invoicing and making sure that you're getting paid, go back and listen to that episode. Again, it's called How to Get Paid on Time Every Time. It's episode 46 of the podcast. And I'm going to link that one in the show notes for you as well. So you can go back and check it out. This time around, I want to talk specifically about how long you should be waiting to get paid. And there is a lot of debate on this particular subject. I'm going to share some opinions from my own perspective and from my own business, and I'm not going to say that they're the only perspective or the only opinion, but I can tell you what has worked for me. And the first thing that I want to make abundantly clear is how quickly you are going to get paid is going to depend in part on the language that you are including in your invoices. You cannot just send out ambiguous invoices into the universe and then wait to get paid. And what I mean by that is you've got to have some sort of payment terms on your invoice. And whether those terms are payment due on receipt or payment due in 15 days or payment due in 30 days, whatever the case may be, there needs to be very clear language in your invoice that outlines what your expectations are for getting paid. But you have to take it one step beyond that. This is a conversation that you need to be having with your clients. You need to make it abundantly clear to them up front what your expectations are for being paid. And maybe they're going to be able to meet those expectations or maybe you're going to have to negotiate different terms, but this is a conversation that needs to happen at the beginning 
of the transaction, not at the end. What I mean by that is you can't send your final audio and then send out your invoice and then a day later go into a Facebook group and say, guys, my client hasn't paid me yet. Am I getting screwed? What do I do? Because you didn't outline your payment instructions up front. You got to remember, you're not just a voice actor. You're a veopreneur. You're a business owner. And part of being a business owner is accepting responsibility for laying out all of these details up front. So make sure that in addition to outlining everything in your invoice with clear payment terms on your invoice, that you are also having that conversation with your clients right from the get-go so that there's a clear understanding. Now, I'm going to tell you that for my own business, I have chosen to go with net 30, which means that payment is due within 30 days of delivery of the final audio. And I know that there are voice actors out there that are going to push back. I know that there are voice actors that are out there that are going to disagree. And I'm going to remind you again that I'm not telling you this is the only way to do it. I'm telling you what has worked for me in my business. The reality is that across the board, not within voiceover, but across the board in business, 30-day payment terms is not unheard of. 30-day payment terms is actually pretty standard. It's a very typical term. And that is why with a lot of the accounting and invoicing software that you'll see, a lot of them have a 30-day payment term built into their invoices because that's kind of what is standard. That doesn't mean that your clients can't pay you sooner. It just means that you're giving them 30 days to make the payment. Now, would I like to get paid immediately? Heck yeah, I would. Would I like to get paid immediately every time? You better believe it. Does it happen? Absolutely not. Am I willing to wait 30 days? Of course I am. And I am not having any freakouts. I am not having 17 fits and a hairy conniption. I'm not talking to a lawyer. I'm not talking to a collections agency. If at day 31, I have not received my payment yet. Because I understand that life happens. I understand that business happens. I understand that pandemics happen. I understand that with some of these companies that I'm working for, the invoice has to go through multiple hands as well. And so even though my invoice may say 30-day payment terms, it could be that when I send the invoice to the client, maybe we do a job on a Friday afternoon and I send the invoice to the client, but they don't get to forward it to the accounts payable department until Monday. And so we just lost a couple of extra days. And so as far as accounts payable is going, maybe they're going 30 days from the Monday instead of 30 days from the Friday. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm not freaking out if we get to day 31 and payment hasn't been made yet. Now, if you're not comfortable with 30-day terms, if you're not willing to wait 30 days, then again, that is why you need to have that conversation with your clients up front. If you are expecting payment on receipt of the file, or if you are expecting payment half before you start and half when you're finished, whatever it is, you can create whatever payment terms that you want, but you have to have that conversation with the client so that they understand them. The reason why I chose to go with Net30 is because 99% of my clients that I work with understand that because that's what they're working with with a lot of their vendors as well. So it just makes life easier. Again, would I love to get 50% up front and 50% after? Yep. Have I tried it in the past? Yep. Did it cost me the job? 
Yep. Because a lot of businesses don't have the ability to do that. That's the bottom line. Maybe if you're working with a small independent contractor, that's doable for them. If you're working with a larger company where there's multiple people involved, there's an entire separate accounting or finance department, that's not always an option. And for me, I'd rather get the job than not get the job. So Net30 just became the easiest option for me. That's what it says in every one of my invoices, and that's where the reminders are set within Wave. And for those of you that aren't familiar with Wave, waveapps.com, that is the website that I use for my invoicing. And I have this the reminder set to go on day 30, and then a reminder set for seven days after, and a reminder set for 14 days after. So decide what your terms are going to be. Make it abundantly clear to your client up front. Now, here's the other thing. I talked about the fact that I have net 30 terms. And if my client doesn't send me payment by day 31, you know, I'm, I'm not freaking out. I'm not having a conniption yet. I don't start to get pushy until day 60. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm passive. That just means that I'm not starting to get pushy. I have an automated reminder that goes out seven days after the due date. And I have an automated reminder that goes out 14 days after the due date. So that puts us, you know, at approximately 45 days. With that automated reminder that goes out two weeks after the due date, I do send a message that says, hey, Bob, just wanted to check with you on the status of invoice number 2020-001. Did you have an opportunity to process that payment or did you need me to resend the invoice? Please let me know. That is it. Like super friendly language because I am not assuming that people are trying to screw me. I'm assuming that life and business happened and the invoice fell through the cracks. And so that is literally the language. It's not aggressive. It's not threatening. I'm not having a freak out because again, I understand that net 30, pretty normal. Sometimes payments are going to run late. And I've also put myself in a position where I'm not desperate for payment, right? Like if one of my clients doesn't pay me for 30 days, I'm not going to miss out on, on a mortgage payment. And that's part of setting yourself up for success in business and in finance, right? You have to be responsible for running those numbers and putting yourself in a position to handle that. Now, when it gets to 60 days, I'm going to send another message. This one's going to be a little bit stronger, but very similar in tone. I'm still not threatening them at this point because the reality is that people don't respond well to threats. I would rather take the high ground where they actually apologize or maybe they feel guilty and, and not because I'm trying to make them feel guilty, but by not attacking them. And by simply reaching out and questioning if everything's okay or if there was any kind of problem or whatever, it actually will prompt them. It's much more likely to prompt them to send the payment than if I say, it's been 60 days. I'm coming after you with my lawyer. There's a cease and desist. You're not allowed to use my voiceover anymore. I mean, do you really think that that kind of language is going to get you an opportunity to work with a client again? And I know some of you are saying, well, if they're not going to pay on time, I don't want to work with them again anyway. Well, you know what? At some point, we're all going to have a client that's going to miss a payment, and it has absolutely nothing to do with them trying to screw you. They ended up having to take time off work due to illness. Maybe they got COVID, and they ended up taking a couple of weeks off work. Your invoice fell through the cracks. Maybe there was a death in the family. Maybe there was a birth in the family. Maybe your invoice went to their spam folder, and they just missed it, right? There's a thousand explanations for why you didn't get paid on time. And only one of them is that they are trying to screw you. So don't just get aggressive out of the gate. Again, this is my personal opinion. 
This is what has worked for me in my business. I know that there are people that do things differently. I know that there are people that are going to get much more aggressive. Maybe that works for them. I don't know. I can't speak to it. I can only speak to what I do in my business. So net 30-day terms outlined with the client up front, right? They understand out of the gate. And it's very clearly spelled out in my invoice. Automatic reminder, seven days past due. Automatic reminder, 14 days past due with a, with a message that says, hey, if you need me to reattach the invoice or whatever, you know, a very respectful message. And another one of those messages goes out at 60 days. Now, once we're talking 90 days, that's when I'm going to start to get a little bit more aggressive. But I'm not just going to threaten them with a the lawyer. I'm going to say something along the lines of, hey, Bob, I wanted to follow up with you on invoice 2020-001. It's 90 days overdue now. And I would really like to get this cleared up so that we don't have to go through the hassles of collections or any kind of legal struggles. I don't want that for either side. So if you could get this invoice cleared by end of the day on X, I'm happy to just put the whole thing behind us. So again, I'm presenting the possibility that things are going to get a little bit more aggressive, but I'm not dropping any threats on them yet. One time out of thousands of invoices sent, literally, one time, it has gone beyond that. One time, it went beyond that where I did have to send a cease, desist, and demand letter. One time. Thousands of invoices. I've never had to get super aggressive. I've never had to get super threatening. I have never had to come down on anyone. Outline the terms up front. Stop assuming the worst in people. Give them the benefit of the doubt until they give you a reason to not. Assume that there is a perfectly logical explanation for why you didn't receive your payment and that it has nothing to do with getting screwed. The other thing that I want to mention in this as well, the easier that you make it to be paid, the more likely you are to get paid. And what I mean by that is offer multiple options. Accept payment via check, via PayPal, via Stripe, via Western Union, via Automatic Clearinghouse, via Apple Pay if you can do it, via e-transfer if you can do it. I don't care how many different ways you have to get paid. The point is the more that you offer, the easier that you make it to pay you, the quicker that is likely going to happen. And one final thing I want to touch on in this episode, since we're talking about invoices and outlining all of your terms, I think there's a few things that you need to make sure that you include in your invoice as well. First and foremost is all of your contact information. Not just the name of your business or your name, but you need to have a professional invoice that includes all of your contact information, including a mailing address and a phone number. And if you're nervous about sending out your home mailing address, then you better go get a post office box because you need to have some kind of an address on your invoice. My invoice includes a mailing address, a telephone number, an email address, all of my necessary contact information. The other thing I think that you need to make very clear in your invoice is who your checks are payable to. So what I mean by that is if you have a business name or maybe you have a, a stage name that you use, but your checks need to be made per payable to your actual real legal given name, make sure that that is in your invoice. A bold lettered statement that says, please make checks payable to and then include the name. That's very important that you have that information in there. Otherwise, you're going to get checks that you're not going to be able to cash. Also outline all of your different payment options within your invoice, like we just talked about, whatever it is, Stripe, PayPal, Western Union, all of those types of things. 
You need to have an invoice number for bookkeeping purposes. I think it's absolutely essential to have some sort of a system. Um, if you're using QuickBooks, FreshBooks, Wave, you know, they'll create systems for you. I like to use the year and then invoice numbers. So I reset every year in January, January 1. So it's 2020-001, That makes it easy for me to keep track of. It also makes it easy for my clients to keep track of. And when they make a payment, they can refer to the invoice number and I know which invoice is being paid. There is nothing more awkward than having multiple invoices out with a client. They pay you for one of them and then you have to go and ask them, by the way, which one was this for? So if you include an invoice number and you make it possible for them to attach that to the payment, it keeps things a lot easier. And the other thing that I think that you need to have on every one of your invoices is your client and job ID. So company name, contact name, address, telephone number, all of that sort of stuff for your client. But also make sure that you know whether or not there is any specific job ID codes that they need to have in the invoice. This stands true particularly in larger companies where maybe they need to have a vendor ID attached to it. Maybe they need to have a PO number attached to it. Some of the companies that I work with, they have specific naming structures because that's how they keep track of all of their different projects. So I always like to find that out and make sure that I'm including the appropriate information in the invoice because sometimes if you're not getting paid on time, it could simply be because you didn't include the correct information in your invoice. So always make sure that you are including the correct information in your invoice in order to get paid on time. And finally, if there are any necessary tax numbers or IDs that you need to include. So for example, when I am invoicing clients in Canada, we have HST, which is a tax that is charged on services. And I have an HST number that is assigned to my business. I need to include that information in my invoice when I'm charging tax so that the client has that information for their records. So if you have state tax, federal tax, provincial tax, whatever it is that you have to charge or a tax ID that you need to have for classification purposes, make sure that that is going on your invoice as well. I hope this episode's been helpful to you. Remember, check out the other episode that I have done on invoicing, which is how to get paid on time every time, episode 46. But this one, I really wanted to touch specifically on payment terms. I see it all the time. Voice actors that have done a job and it's been a week and they haven't got paid and they're freaking out or it's been two weeks and they haven't got paid and they're freaking out and they're posting in groups and they're asking, do I contact my lawyer? Do I contact collections? What do I do? And I know that they don't necessarily mean to be getting aggressive. I understand that it's just an education thing. That's what this podcast is for. This podcast is for education. Remember, you're a VOpreneur now. You are the accounts receivable, accounts payable department. It is on you to learn how to invoice. It is on you to learn what goes into an invoice. It is on you to understand payment terms. And most especially, it is on you to have these conversations with your clients up front so that there is no room for question or doubt. Everybody is on the same page. Remember, if you want more helpful advice, check out vopreneur.com, listen to past episodes of the podcast, Listen wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. You can say, hey, Siri, play the Everyday Vopreneur podcast, and she will. And thank you, by the way, for taking a minute to leave your reviews on Apple Podcasts. Those are greatly appreciated as well. 
Thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Your voiceover demos are your number one marketing tool, and you need to display them on your website in a way that works on any device or browser. VoiceSam is the player producers love. Plus, it offers tools that can improve your email signature, quickly create a one-page website, and much more. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and get three months of the bass player for the price of one. That's voicesam.com slash markscott for full details and to sign up. And scene. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at vopreneur.com.